Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the What the Dirt Show. I'm Noemi. This is Freddy. <laughs> and today we took a deep dive into working in the field. <laughs> Just perspectives. <laughs> perspectives. And, and passions. What, yeah, passions. What does it mean to have a passion? What does it look like? All that good stuff. And there wasn't any segments today. There was no the sounds. It, it kind of got we deep really, and we, we just stayed there. Yeah. You know, we found a rhythm and we stayed there. We coasted, yeah. baby. We're, we're sitting on a couch right now. It's the first time we're sitting. We're not sitting side by side. We're sitting next to each other. I like the vibe. It's very chill. Yeah. <laughs> so it is a little bit of a different episode this week, but we hope you enjoy it and hopefully we get you to pause and reflect and maybe appreciate life a little bit more this week yeah we also have four ports for mics and we muted the three and four which we've never done before so the sound quality should be a lot better today we never even thought about it i so, just did it right uh, <laughs> uh, well for the for the episode you did right yeah. now it's still the crappy you know feedback yeah uh, if you haven't already like us on apple Podcasts. give us a rating and give us a review spotify you can give a rating as well we love you and yes. enjoy the episode we love you Good morning, good evening, and good night. Goodbye. <laughs> hey, dear listeners, I do want to let you know the different ways that you can support this podcast. First, you can just follow me or Noemi on Instagram. I'm what the derf. Noemi is o.noemi3. On my Instagram profile, there's a link tree with a Venmo, my TikTok, even a P.O. box. So many different ways that you can support this podcast. If you can follow us and like us on all platforms, we'd really appreciate it. We thank you for the support, the donations thus far, and we look forward to the What the Derf Show future with you. Love you guys. So just so everyone knows, Noemi and I just had a full-on conversation sitting here with our headphones on through the mic unrecorded. We could have taken our headphones off, but we decided to just keep talking into the, the mics. <laughs> and honestly, it felt like a well-produced conversation. That's what it felt like. It did a little bit. I yeah, heard you. We can, <laughs> yeah, because I'm really literally in your ear. I didn't say, huh, one time. Not once. What did you say? It's also funny sitting here in the room that we record. Okay, so it's not state-of-the-art <laughs> room, all right? I live in an old house in the town that I live in, okay, the outskirts of Los Banos, California, and the soundproofing looks like like a, a highly intelligent like a, toddler did it. Kindergartner art project. You know, like a like a three, four year old that's a little ahead of his his age. We've yeah. got a Mexican double sided blanket on one wall, three comforters, yep. and then I went on Amazon. And I was like, I need to buy that that styrofoam soundproof stuff, and I was like, Oh, here's a bundle pack. <laughs> a bundle pack. How many came in the bundle, Noemi? I think twelve. Twelve. <laughs> They barely cover <laughs> one, tiny, <laughs> they, one tiny little corner of the room. They cover up. I don't think it does anything. The space. No. In my head, it does. <laughs> this I put it in the corner because all that came in the pack was 12. 
I was like, oh, this is, I thought it was going to be 12 and I thought it was going to be a whole wall. I didn't read the dimensions for whatever reason. One of them fell directly into the ground. One of them fell on the ground, but I feel like the sound got better because now sound can't reflect off of the ground. And it's in the corner <laughs> of one of the corners of the room and it's the size of the, probably your big screen TV at home. And it's just in the corner, just soundproof. So it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I got a laugh with that. I got stuck in the laugh. Um, it is pretty funny. We also have allergies going on, and uh, we just sang because we're both on the worship team. I think I'm at good. Church. Freddie's still sniffly. I've been sniffling for the past six, seven episodes. Okay. I'm. I think I. I'm sniffly like on and off. Right now, I'm good. But uh, welcome back to the What the Durf Show. Welcome back. We're going to jump straight into it and say, last episode, we're talking about communication with Eric Knorr and Jamie Knorr, <laughs> the married couple. You sounded like they're Power Rangers. 25 years. You sounded like they're the Power Rangers. Why not? That's a good, that's a good response to that. Yeah. Yeah. What if Eric is the Blue Ranger and we don't even know it? <gasps> He's That's the same time frame. He's a foot. A foot? He's a foot. A foot? Yeah. What does that mean? He was the foot, the blue one, the blue ranger. Oh, of the Megazord. Yeah, the Megazord. <laughs> what did you think I was talking about? Well, He's my like... brain went to Cartoon Land, and I thought, no, those are putties in Power Rangers, and the Foot Clan is in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they're talking about communication, how men speak blue and women speak pink. Or if you're like, that's sexist, then we speak pink and you speak blue. Okay, whatever. They're just colors. Well, I definitely speak rainbow and Freddie speaks magenta, probably. I speak gray. That gray area. He speaks gray. I speak uh, rainbow. <laughs> you know? And it's the episode after. Fast forward to today. Yeah. We get out of church. Beautiful, beautiful service. You feel the anointing of God. Yes. In service. And we sit in the car. Hey, how about you go drop your car off? I'm going to pick you up and we're going to, we're going to go get some food. Yeah. Never a good idea. Okay. It's always a good idea. Food after church smacks, but no matter what you eat, you feel bloated. Don't yes. know what it is. Yes. All right. You feel bloated. And you're thinking it, it feels like Sunday. Yeah, it's Sunday lunch. All right. So we sit in the car. I go pick her up. She changes her shoes out of her heels. I got her daughter in the back seat. Where do you want to eat? I don't know. Me? I said that? So let's go get some habit. Oh, you said that? What did I say? I don't feel like habit. <laughs> Okay, let's go to oh let's go to save mart they got those no the you didn't say save mart i said let's just go you said we're gonna go to monterey today because my pregnant sister is still doing photo shoots and we're taking her yeah and i said okay something cheap fast ready to go taco bell i don't know why i said taco bell i think it's because it's the nearest one sure and then freddie goes eh okay so my eh there was, a, there was a lot of depth to that. There was a lot of things that I needed to articulate, but the words and the thoughts, they weren't coming. It, I didn't want to talk about for a specific reason that I couldn't put into words yet. So I said, what about Save Mart? There's a little assortment over there. She didn't want it. So we do this little dance back and forth. We're back and forth. We're back and forth. And 
I, I'm just like. You suggested panda. I suggested panda. Trademark. Panda, and I said, oh, uh, okay, I'll let you choose. Uh, I said, either Taco Bell or Panda, you choose. And then what'd you say? Then I just, I flipped it. I flipped it. Okay. I flipped it. He bamboozled me. Mentally, I didn't say it out loud, but I was like, because I'm just, I'm hungry. Okay. But I didn't, I didn't know how to tell her because I didn't know it was what I was feeling yet. But I was like, I don't want to eat like a fatty. <laughs> because the seatbelt is getting tucked in under my stomach when I sit in the car. It's getting tucked in under the stomach and leaves a crease. It leaves a crease, like the wrinkly crease because I got texture on my seatbelt. And if I don't pull my shirt all the way down, it's on skin. And I don't realize it until I get out and it just it's not a good time. And then my belt rubs against it and it's almost like rashy. It's not uh, a good time. Oh. So we sit in front of Subway. So. What did you do at Subway? Why were we at Subway? Allie wanted a personal pizza. I was going to get a sandwich, but decided not to. And I sat in the car. He was already at his top. Oh, I sat in the car. Okay. I said I didn't want anything. And she goes in. She comes back out. She doesn't have a sandwich. I was like, okay, she didn't eat anything. Whatever. And she sat down. I had some time to think about it. And I said, baby, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just that, it's just that I'm so tired of being fat. <laughs> and yesterday we had the carne asada fries at the fair. <laughs> and I, I can't see my toes. Okay. I, I just, I just need you to be on board with me. <laughs> I'm just so fat. <laughs> I didn't cry. I didn't you cry. Didn't cry, but it still hurts Pretty my much. heart. Yeah. Said, <laughs> so when I suggested habit, I was like, "Oh, they got some salads over there." And I told her, I looked in the eye, and I was like, "I didn't suggest habit." Like, have you tried their salads? I didn't suggest Panda I said, Express. I said Subway has salads. He goes, "Subway salads are stupid." Yeah, I didn't say they're bad. I said they're stupid. <laughs> Do you want it whole or chopped? Like and then oh they put uh, iceberg lettuce in it, which tastes like styrofoam. So I say, hold the lettuce, all spinach. And they look at you all weird, and you eat a Subway salad. It still somehow tastes like a sandwich. All the sandwiches at Subway taste like Subway. Yes, it annoys the hell out of me. Why? It doesn't matter. Whenever you go thing. finish eating Subway. In your mouth, whether you eat the jalapeno chips, the barbecue kettle pit chips, the baked lays, the baked whatever, the ruffles, the sun chips, whatever you eat, it doesn't matter what you eat or whatever assortment or variety, toasted, untoasted, provolone, oh Swiss, goodness. mozzarella, it doesn't matter. When you're done eating Subway, it just tastes like Subway. It smells like Subway, too. It smells like Subway. It doesn't matter what sandwich you get. Like Allie, Allie got a pizza, and I could almost smell the sandwich I usually get, which is a spicy Italian and Italian herbs and cheese. Oh, and don't toast a sandwich and eat it on the road because crumbs. The crumbs are everywhere. Everywhere. You bite it. Yes. It's it's. You bite it and it's like confetti on New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So I said, baby, <laughs> I'm just getting so fat. Which, which, what did I say? Uh, before I've we went to Tahoe, I was one weight, and lately I lost like six, seven pounds. But I, I need her as a teammate, and I was just like, I need you on board with me. 
But the thing is, before that, we looked at each other and we broke into laughter because we couldn't stay in that awkward state um, yeah. too long. Yeah. And she just looks at me. She's like, <laughs> No, I didn't. I got you. What did you say? <laughs> I said, I understand. And that's when I told him that I, that's why I suggested Subway because I was like, okay, it's a healthier. He he can ha- he has some healthy choices where he doesn't have to eat bread. He's like the salads are stupid though, babe. <laughs> it tastes like a salad. So oh, that's what I was gonna say. I suggested the things I suggested, not realizing oh. what I was doing it for. Because at, uh, at Safe Mart you can get healthy stuff. At Panda you can get the broccoli greens with some meat on top. It's not yeah. the craziest good best, but it's not a. It's not a I almost said waffle sandwich. What is that? It's not a McChicken or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes when that happens, it takes a minute, and then we're like, "Okay, this is what I was feeling," and I didn't know how to say it. Like yesterday at the fair, I was cold, but I didn't say it. Oh no, I did tell you I was cold. I yeah, just got real close to you. We went to the fair, so that was nice too. So it's a May Day fair in yeah. Los Banos, California. Tell me why it is so expensive just to get in. Yeah, you twelve dollars just twelve dollars per person just to just to walk inside. Like, think about that. You, there's nothing in there for free. Nothing. Twelve dollars to walk in through the gates. That was crazy. Crazy. It used to be five bucks when I moved here. So we we go to the fair. And it was nice because it's the first time it's been open or brought to LB or whatever. Yeah, open since 2019, since before COVID. Yeah. Okay. And you start thinking about all of, all the things. You know, you go through all the stuff and everybody's walking around the fair. No one's wearing masks. No one, not one person. And I didn't understand that. And because, because we remain politically unbiased on the podcast. Right. We my question, my, I won't tell you my feelings on it, but my question, my question. So now you're thinking, is he for the vaccine? Is he anti-vaccine? What's going on? I want you to know your brain. You'll you're not, never know. You'll never know. But I'm sitting there thinking, I understand we're in an endemic. It's part of us now. I think, where did it go? What's going on? You don't need to show your... Okay, so I understand. Well, everybody's vaccinated. Is everybody vaccinated? You need to show a vax card when you went to the fair. You didn't need to show anything. What happened to that? Hmm. I'm wondering where the structure went. Oh, yeah, because for a while there, everyone thought they're going to check, like, to go in a restaurant, to go into yeah. a uh, store. Like, you're going to have to show your vaccine card, yeah, which yeah. is bizarre because you don't have to show other vaccines to go into anywhere like you don't have to show that you get got the varicella shot you know we already we already had our fake vaccine cards made (gasps) oh just gave myself away moving on he's lying (laughs) am i (laughs) this is my podcast if you don't like it you gotta listen (laughs) (laughs) you're so dumb so whatever so it was just nice to see everybody on there you know, no one's yeah. no one's wiping down the rides or whatever in between. Enough of that. But it was just nice to go back oh, over yeah. there. Oh yeah, there wasn't any of that. We either. saw uh, the spinning strawberries, the door frame, the rubber gasket door frame to keep you from hitting a sharp edge on the strawberry. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then I'm sorry. Uh, that gasket was held up with duct tape. That was pretty. It wasn't fun. held up though. It, it wasn't. Was, it was hanging. It just had the extra duct tape on it. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I love. I loved how. All the workers, 
it, it so okay so we're gonna i they told looked, no hold on why did they look tired if they haven't worked in a very long time no that's that they're not just carny so so check this out this is not going to be the funny podcast. We're going to be serious right now because you know what? You go through waves of moods, so it's going to be a little up and down today. So just be <laughs> ready for it, okay? So I go and I go, oh, not only are there a bunch of Mexicans working, which is fine. It's okay. It's a bunch of Mexicans working. I'm pretty sure based on the stature of these Mexican workers or Hispanic, whatever you want to say, that they the 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 fair gets their laborers through a farm laborer oh. has to because you know farm farm workers the, the the mexicans that help help that work on the farms are all like same body type you know what? there's a lot of crazy stuff that I you got to do even for the most part okay so let's just say you're planting um crops or you're picking or you're getting melons or whatever you're doing mm. you, you don't do it well if you're tall you do it well if you're lower to the ground. If you okay. have less weight on you, it just works out better. <laughs> you're just lower to the ground. It's just it is what it is. That that's how it is. You never see a tall person work in the fields. You don't see it. You don't mm-hmm. last because you you're bending over up and down all day. It, it just it doesn't work out. So I see that all a lot of the workers are are farm laborers, and I was just like, it just curiosity kind of went off and that's not a fact i'm just assuming that they were farm laborers and i just wonder how that works out so the point of that is that it got me kind of just reminiscent on when i used to work for a place called uh fraser irrigation and uh we we rented out surface irrigation equipment and i ended up working with a lot of mexicans that looked exactly like that yeah same body type and everything and it was just Mm -hmm. it was a different experience too because i mean long story short there's just different experiences working with farm laborers and it's not funny but it's funny to me you know because i mean these are people's lives and some people just don't get it some people some people don't see this this side of humanity mm. or or life or think about it the people don't even notice them like they don't notice the people so yeah you don't even see them the farm laborers are, are that i worked with were 95 percent illegal they were either ninety four five percent illegal or um felons or straight out of jail misdemeanor straight out of jail and they needed yeah. work. Oh, That's yeah. the only people that That's did the that. job nobody wants. Well the, sure. I mean the money was okay. Like let's just say like you were nineteen, twenty, weren't going to school. You were getting the hours, it kinda of kept you out. The the checks were okay back then when I did work there. Mm-hmm. But but nobody wants to do it, and it's funny working there. I mean, it's funny to me, okay, and, and not in a way like ha ha, look what happened. But it was just like it was like shocking funny, and I I laugh when I get uncomfortable. As we'll be working, you know, with all these guys, and all of a sudden one day one of the guys wouldn't show up. We're like what happened? They'd be like, oh, they got deported, oh, just straight up, crazy. And that happened. I worked there for about a year and a half, at least ten, eleven times. I remember I went to go hand out paychecks one time and they they gave me the checks because uh, the normal guy to do it wasn't there and then the boss wasn't there so they gave it to me because I was there and I was looking at all the names in the checks. I was like, who are these people? Oh, Fred, you got to take the the cheater, the, che- the cheater paper with you. And I thought, what? And what it was, was it was... They used other social security. 
the pretty much whatever, I don't know, nephews, whatever, they use fake social security or real social security numbers, but they're working. So they went and used somebody else's name. So there, there was a paper that matched the names of the social security to the names of the guys that actually worked there. And I thought that was crazy. Yeah. And you know what uh, someone told me one time, and this is an ex's grandfather. He worked the fields like back in the day. And he remembers um, Cesar Chavez. Like he remembers when he they were they would walk. They did those like long walks uh, yeah. when they were on strike along the all of California, along where where they have the crops and stuff. And he's like, I didn't like him. He's like he would cause a lot of trouble for us because then people had to come and investigate, and then a lot of us were illegal, and then yeah. all this stuff. And I was like, dang, that's crazy. I mean, he did a lot of good, but he just, he goes, I I never was a part of that. We would just see them walking past the fields where we we're picking like strawberries or tomato. And, um, and he's like, and he always caused trouble for us. Like we'd get in trouble and uh, we couldn't even look at him, look at them passing by and stuff. Like it's crazy. That's a whole different world almost. And I know a few years ago, the farm laborers, and it's it sounds like, and I'm Mexican, and it sounds like, like I'm only saying farm laborers so you feel better. The illegal Mexicans that are working out there—that's what it was, illegal Mexicans or Salvadorian, whatever you want to say. But for the most part, Mexicans. For the most part, they're Mexicans. Yeah, out there working, we're yeah. getting nervous. Like seven, eight years ago, when there was a law change saying that no farm laborers get overtime. So farm laborers were getting overtime after 60 hours a week. So that was 10-hour days, Monday through Saturday, don't work on Sunday. That way, you don't get overtime. And somebody that's supposed to get overtime, for the most part, they wouldn't work Monday. So that way, you're working Tuesday through Sunday, they're getting 60 hours if something needed to be done. Or it was very seldom that you would get the overtime. Why Why didn't they want overtime? Because you're saving money. Oh, okay. It's cheap labor. So a lot right. of the Mexicans, so I, I was, I knew some of these, these guys. And when the law was changing, they were nervous. They, they knew it was right, but they're mm-hmm. saying, we're just going to get deported when someone's fighting for our, our, our rights for overtime. Yeah. After 40 hours, they're either going to get deported or lose their jobs and hire Americans. And whether you like it or not, they're not going to hire Americans. I've been living in the Central Valley since I was 18. There's no, there's hard, I mean, I can't say no, but majority of it, picking strawberries or um, planting tomatoes or picking tomatoes or whatever out there, even running equipment, it's all Mexican. Yeah. It's all Mexican. The landowners... Aren't Mexican, but the people working under them are all Mexican, yeah. and most of them are illegal. Yeah, I saw a lot of that too um, when I worked at an I worked at a irrigation parts place. It's like a store, but the like a distributor distributor basically, yeah. And I never really saw Mexican men. Yeah, it was all white guys, um, like straight up corn-fed big white guys uh that would come in their big trucks and i remember asking my manager at the time like what 
you know, like I thought I would see more like Mexican people, you know, just I told him joking around. He's like, well, yeah, but they're the they're the laborers. Yeah. These guys are just the ones that take them the parts and take them the the stuff to fix. You know, every once in a while I'd maybe see like a, you know, someone that's a plumber or something coming and buy, you know, some couplers or something to fix something. But it was mostly just a bunch of white guys. And um, yeah. Which which isn't it's not necessarily um, I'm I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing I'm just saying and when you think of field work you think of Mexico it's a, it's a thing to me and yeah. it's just and it, it just so this all started me talking about the fair and I see the workers over there and I just oh, I start yeah. thinking about it you know um, just this kind of cycle that we've come accustomed to and I don't know where it's good or bad but good or bad but this is my observation. In my 34-year-old brown skin. So it's not an observation trying to sound biased. This is just this is just my observation. That that's, that's what it is. Is it good or bad? I don't know. I don't know. It's just... It, it hurts my heart sometimes seeing the work ethic of the Mexican culture... And then talking to my American friends, and when I say Mexican culture, I'm talking about legal Mexicans. And my American friends, and they just have issues. Or trying to chase their passion. <laughs> you know? Uh, just, yeah. I just I don't feel like I'm living my fullest life. <laughs> or like a 22-year-old female is just like, I'm just gonna do me. I'm gonna go zip lighting in the, the Bahamas. To where three years ago, mm -hmm. I took a picture of a lady who had to have been eight months pregnant what? picking melons. Oh. Did I send that to you? No. I think, I think yeah. yeah. I've seen that before, though. Pregnant. Yeah. And you think about, you think about, is she worried about passion? Is she worried about purpose of life? Yeah. Is she worried about her Instagram feed? probably not so you think about is it sad that they don't or is it sad that we do i think i think it's i think it's sad that they don't um i mean first world problems are often irritating but i remember i don't know who said this but it was a thing uh that depression anxiety that's a white privilege thing because you don't have time you don't have you don't have time to be thinking about your feelings when you have to work to put food on the table uh, like there's no time for it you know i'm not saying that that's true that's or that's, the, or that's how it should be that's just a thing that i grew up feeling and i didn't have any i didn't like my dad was a field worker my mom wasn't a field worker i think my aunt did for a little bit, for a season, I think she did melons yeah. uh, when I lived in Salinas. I had a, f I had a friend that her, both her parents were field workers from the time that we were maybe even bef from before that I could remember. But I met her, I think, when I was like four or five yeah. years old. And I still, I, I still know her. I, like, I have her on Facebook and stuff. But I think to this day, they still work the fields. They never move beyond it. You know, yeah. like they that's where they 
stay working. Um, and it's it's sad because it can get into a cycle. They do like the pay, but to what cost, you know? The labor isn't, can be really intense. Yeah, but okay, so a laborer comes over here, and what they're thinking is that they're blessed that they have the hours. So whenever yeah. you ask a, a field worker, um, talk to a field worker, there's two questions that they ask. How much do you make and how many hours do you get? It's all yeah. about the hours. If you're not getting any hours, oh, yeah. you're not putting in the work. Right. They're used to it. There's a couple guys that I work with. One actually died in a fire just recently. That was crazy. Um, but there's a couple that still work that you know worked, and, and they're American. Um, probably second generation Mexican. They worked on as farm laborers, and both were bad smokers. Mm. One quit about four years ago, the other one quit a year ago. Mm. All they knew is work. They can't sit still. Yeah, they can't sit That's still. They, they pace. Are, yeah. They bite their nails. Yeah, you know, quick tempered. Yeah. And but at the same time, they're worried, worried about the hours. And and then you think about. So I also thought about. And and I'm sorry if this isn't the fun light what the dirt show. Um, if you want to hear a a joke, um, sorry. Uh, so uh, one one thing I was thinking about too. You know what? I'm not sorry. So then then you get the 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 second third generation kids that break out of the cycle and they go and they they go to school and their 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 mom and dad worked the fields and this and that and made something of themselves quote unquote. But I, I don't even know what that means anymore. I, I don't know what it means. Because you say you make something of yourself and you, you find your passion. I really don't know what that means. Yeah. I think it's more even having time for other things. Because I never want to live just to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I would never want to be like my whole life is working and that's all I care about. That's all I want to do. And that's all I have time for. Um, So if I like something, I'm not saying like, it's got to be my passion. Like I'm not that intense with it. But if there's something that I like to do, I would like to have the time and the money to do it. And if I could save up to do it, you know? Yeah. But if, if you're working under somebody, so so what I meant by that too is it kind of goes back to the pregnant lady in the field. Is it poor them or is it poor us? Are we ignorant for saying poor her? Are we ignorant? Mm. Or are we just so privileged? Are we so privileged that we're ignorant to say that? Or is it actually a situation where you say poor her? Because I also went over houses to like parties, a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And everybody's drunk, but happy. And they all like the females are all chopping it up and the dudes are all chopping it up and it's just a big old whatever and it's all whatever have you, have you, um yes i know what you're talking about this is a perfect example of the grass isn't always greener on the other side because i've been in those conversations in those parties but on the side of the women you know yeah and being around the men and it's a lot of you get drunk, you get you get a couple drinks in you. I'm not saying me, I'm saying they get a couple drinks in them. And they're like so fun and vibrant. And then you get a little too many and then stuff starts coming out. 
And then the wives are like, oh, he can't do anything without getting drunk. Why? Because he's so stressed out. He's so tired. And if the wife tries to tell him, and this is getting into really, you know, specific things, but I've seen it with different people, different, different gatherings, different. And I'm not saying that it's always like that. I'm just yeah. saying just because it looks like someone's having a good time doesn't mean that that's the case. You well, know what I mean? Well, I, I guess I'm saying like they didn't lose their family, like oriented side of life. Mm-hmm. They they still had companionship, camaraderie. It's not just Mexicans that do that. I used to be a bouncer at a bar when I used to work at the at Wells Fargo, um, the bank down the street. I was a bouncer at a bar, or just doorman, I guess, checking IDs, not bouncer. And it's crazy when you see regulars there. They weren't Mexican, you know. They're mm-hmm. white and black, just regulars there every day. Yeah, every day, just get just wasting their lives away. That's because Mexicans like drinking in their own house. <laughs> sure, why not? Or at a friend's house. <laughs> so, so what I was getting at before, circling back to the passion. I mean, Naomi says, you know, you want to be happy. We're either going to be working forty, fifty, let's just say fifty-five, sixty hours a week for an employer, or we can make that commitment. Be like, I'm just going to do my own thing, and you know, I'm going to chase my passion, live my live my life. Well, that ends up being I mean, you're going to uh, end up working more. Um, yeah. Because you're... <laughs> you're you, the the working doesn't shut off. So, so mm-hmm. and what people think they're just doing, people think that they're trying to break the mold of the world. No, what ends up happening is you end up, you end up chasing this, this thing where you're breaking the mold of your family, mm-hmm. of your, your generations, of what you've been brought up to think and know and do. Yeah. And you end up working and you're a trailblazer now for whoever you you are raising at the time. But but I thought about it and I was just like knowing that it's really like you're never going to stop growing. You're never going to stop wanting more. So what is it that we're chasing? What what is it that we're chasing when it comes to like passions and stuff like that? Yeah. And oh I guess it can get hazy from from time to time definitely. Just cuz I think it comes with that feeling of like okay, once I get there, is it really all that it's cracked out to be, you know? Like is it really I don't even know where I'm going with this, but I I have felt that before. Like, what's it all? What is it all about anyway? Like, why are we why are we doing that anyway? So, so you also think about you're thinking like, oh, when we get there, but you're also thinking like, what is there? What is there? What does there look like? What does there look like? You don't even know what there looks like. I was talking yeah. to someone, and we're, we're talking about about working out, okay? Mm-hmm. And I told this someone, I said. If you don't love yourself today, you're not going to love yourself whenever you become what you think you want to be. There is no there. I said, you need to look in the mirror. Yeah. And you need to find things that you love about yourself today. Because if you keep looking in the mirror and start thinking about the things that you want to change and critiquing yourself and nitpicking, you're going to manifest this negative image of yourself and you will never be content. So you need to wake up. 
you need to say, these are my goals. These are what I want to do to achieve these goals. But instead of looking in the mirror and saying negative, 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 you need to look in the mirror and say, I love myself. I made some good decisions today. I'm meal prepped. I stayed away from those donuts. I did a, a, a really good workout. I went the extra mile in the workout. I meditated. I prayed. I read my Bible. I did a lot of good things today and I was productive. And I'm going to, uh, I'm one step closer to reaching my goal physique. But if you're not content in the today, your goal physique, is going to be almost intangible. It's almost going to be like a, like like the only thing I can think of is the time that I went out to the ocean trying to grab a beach ball in the ocean. And every time I swiped at the beach ball, it kept going further and further away to the ocean. And that's kind of what what it is. Yeah, definitely. I always say that to everybody too. Whenever someone's like, "No, I'm not happy until you know." It's always it's always something either you don't have the body you want you don't have the house you want you don't have the car you want you don't have the amount of money in the bank account that you want and you're not going to be happy until you make a certain amount at your job and I've always said it to whoever I've spoken to about it I'm like I I'm not going to just conform and just settle and just be like oh whatever it is what it is but I try to make a habit of being happy even when I don't have. Even when I don't have it yet. And I'm not there yet. I'm not at that place yet. I enjoy my day-to-day life. Am I doing my passions? Am I pursuing my passions every day of my life? No. Absolutely not. I wish I could. But I'm not unhappy living my normal life with my normal job working working my extra job you know doing the things that I need to do and making sure my my bills get paid I'm still happy throughout but what is what is your normal job like what does that even mean what is it, it's a, if you're not working your 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 dream job as a uh, a head chef for a prestigious restaurant. I said normal job for effect. For effect, I didn't say it like that. Yeah, you know, and I know a maybe dream maybe job. I don't know what that would look like. Maybe you didn't mean it like that, but you remember the other day, in uh, a quote that I that I shared with the youth the other day on yeah. Wednesday mm. was a quote by Albert Einstein, which we just talked about I think two episodes ago because birthday was on April. What was it? April fourth. One of those. Close to my birthday. What he says is Albert Einstein. Nothing truly valuable arises from ambition or from a mere sense of duty. It stems rather from love and devotion towards men and toward objective things. And that's kind of like in that's kind of like how I feel right now in my life. That it's not what you do. It's how you do it. Is that what you were getting at? Yeah. It's not what you do. As far as like your passions. Well, yeah. I, I'm i sorry. No, I interrupted you. I'm just saying because I said like, you know, I work my normal job. my I do my normal things, but I really enjoy my job. If I was doing my job because I'm a teacher and I, I have um, inter- intermediate elementary 
teacher. If I were to just show up every day and just go through it and help the kids when they need help and, you know, correct them when they need correcting and whatever. Yeah. I don't think I would like it very much. I would be better like those teachers that are always mean for no reason. Yeah. But I enjoy my job because I do all the extra things, all the extra unnecessary things that I enjoy. I do arts and crafts. I have my kids do projects on planets and presidents. And these are all things that are not pushed on me. I decide that I want to do them. And it's fun for them. It's informative. It's exciting when they learn something new and they enjoy it and you see it in their face and they discover, I think I like history. I yeah. think I like, you know, planets and I like the study of stars and all these different things. I think I am, um, you know, artistically inclined and you're, and it's just, that's what life is about for me. Yeah. And and doing the things that I enjoy. I'm putting together right now a a what's it what's it called? A not job fair. What's the thing I'm putting together? Oh, um a career day. Career day. It wasn't no one told me to do it. I just decided. I invited the other teachers to see if they wanted to do it. They liked the idea. I'm getting different people to do it and then I'm excited for these kids to see the different fields of work and maybe discover and look up and research something that they might do, you know, because I'm helping mold the minds of our future leaders, our future workers. And I see them sprouting and one day they're going to bear fruit. And I just enjoy that. And my job can easily be just another job that, pays the bills it could easily but i try to make it mine and i have made it mine so yeah you don't try you do so how do we get here yeah this is the pondering of my brain this is how my brain thought process works and this this happens just for me going to the fair so we talked about in the beginning i see late what i assume to be farm workers or labor workers not union labor workers that's my assumption whether that's correct or not it still sparked the thought okay this is a thing pregnant laborer in the field do they have passion how do they get there are we ignorant and then it's so then it gets me thinking even more so cuz i've been stuck on it is that it's not what we do it's how we do it yeah and my goal finally that we're landing this plane pretty much is to say that to tell someone career day you know go after your passions and dreams that's okay to tell someone that life is about that and that's what you should make number one it's the dumbest advice you can give somebody <laughs> it is because people that i looked up to when i was younger <laughs> chris grinnell chester bennington oh yeah I heard you mentioning this. Robin Williams. Anthony Bourdain. Mm. Yeah. They all took their lives. Yeah. Probably in the midst of their passion or what they thought would be. So kids, people, 
Take risks. Take risks. Yeah. Risk. Uh, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. That's a quote. I guess it's been around, but I first heard it from Robert Owens. Look him up. Robert Owens. He's like 72 years old or something. Take your risks to pursue a dream or passion, but remember that there's no fulfillment in the there because there is no there. Yeah. If that makes sense. It only makes sense if you've been listening to the whole episode. <laughs> Take joy in the today, in the looking in the mirror. Speak the good about yourself. I think also it's who you share it with. It's who you share it with. Because having all these passions and being alone, I don't think that does anything. And we weren't uh, going into faith. We weren't created to be alone. And I think God wants us to enjoy the journey together. Yeah. You know? There's, I think there, uh, that picture I sent you of Winnie the Pooh and um, Piglet. And yeah. Piglet asks Winnie the Pooh. He says, Pooh, what's, what's the best part? The destination or the journey? And then Pooh responded, the company. Yeah. And I truly believe that. I mean, it's a silly, cute little picture. but No, it's true, though. It is true, though. It's who you share it with. And if you are with people who you love and you know love you and you're sharing it with them is while you're on the road to your destination, we're always, we're always heading somewhere, <laughs> you know? So, and that's another thing, too. For anybody that, let's just say, this is going to be fun when I say this right now, but what? once again, this is our podcast, like say whatever we want. For anybody that says this, which annoys me, it's like somebody that says this hasn't really read the Bible. I, I can have church wherever I want. Oh. I don't need to attend a church because God's where I want him to be. I just pray. <laughs> okay? Get your ass to church. Ooh. Go. Did that logic, you're a single sword. All right. You're in an empty room. You're the only sword in there. How do you sharpen it when you're the only piece of metal? You mm. can't sharpen yourself. And if you keep using that sword with your so-called at-home church logic, then eventually you're going to get dull. And then you won't be able to cut through anything. And your weapon becomes blunt and not sharp. And then it withers away. So stop watching services online with uh, in your pajamas, looking down at your phone, really hunching in that double chin. <laughs> and get involved in church. Yeah. Because excuses are lies to yourself. They're lies to yourself. And, and you know, it might that might seem insensitive because you don't know other churches that have hurt me. I might be an insensitive person and I might not have, you know, we all have our gifts and our specific areas to where we can minister to other people. And maybe that's not my sensitive topic. <laughs> like, you know, I don't, I don't feel sorry for lazy. I don't. Yeah. Um, another thing too that I, in conversation mm -hmm. that I was like you know let me show that in the podcast too was with someone I'm not saying him or her because I'm not putting their stuff out there right it's just a someone yes I'm sure we'll we'll get text messages for this no 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 it's it's good advice it's good advice and I'm not putting their struggles out there I'm just putting the advice that I gave them 
Yeah. So I told this someone, I said, let go of the things that you can't control and pray over them. Okay. You're going to lose your mind worrying about things that you can't change or control. Focus on the things that you can. And don't you get sad. I said, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Okay. Don't get sad mm. over your failures yeah. because of omission or giving into temptations over the things that you can control. You buck up. You don't be don't be sorry, be better. Example given, you're working out. That's something that you can control. And you sit there all sad because you can't maintain a diet or or I'm not. And I could be working out more. I said, no, 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 no. That's one of those things you can control. This is what you want. If this is the goal that you want and you want that 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 physique, then you focus on things you can't control. You surround your life with that. You start to cha- change your mindset and you say, I'm going to listen to the podcast. I'm going to read books. I'm going to look up different workouts. I'm going to do um, Google stretches and static stretches and look about how I can get gains, about cutting and dieting and 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 bulking and supplements. I'm going to I'm going to live and breathe this goal that I want and not make excuses and feel sorry for myself for the the failures because I was I was just lazy or I gave into to temptation to eating. You don't feel sorry for yourself. Yeah. No, that's one of those things you can control. You mess up one day, you say, "You know what? I'm I'm alive today so I can get up and start again to chase this passion for that physique or whatever the goal may be." Mm-hmm. All right? But then once again, don't make life about that. Do everything you can to to control that part, okay? Because that that's the thing that you can your work ethic is basically up to you and your own free will. But don't make life about that. What life is about is the growth in the process. The growth in the process, being content, loving yourself, and taking joy in each and every single day. Yeah. That's pretty good. What do you think? Yeah. And us as humans, we're all about control. Control, 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 control. But that is true. And we often obsess and stress over the things that we really, truly have no control over. So I I really like that. Because getting into the habit of saying, okay, I can control A, B, and C. And God will take care of the rest not gonna imagine how stress-free we would all be (laughs) yeah if we just had faith just faith simple yeah so simple yet so hard to do but if you get anything out of listening to this episode and i know we weren't as like super crazy and i think I, i did tell you how i wanted to have a more serious episode even if it was just one not serious but we don't have to be joking and doing all these segments because um, I think it's important and it's nice to kind of slow down and just talk. Freddie and I have some of the best conversations ever, often when we're driving somewhere. Yeah. And we just get deep. Do we think that we're experts? No. No. But these are our opinions. We're ponderers. We're ponderers. Th- what, the, we like the what ifs, and I think that, that there's something very special in that. It's kind of troubling too, if you don't take hold of it. Is that 
it's hard for minds like ours to stick to something. So for me to be in, you know, at the church that we go to from for four years now, mm-hmm. that means I, I really truly believe in something because I'm constantly going through shifts of pondering and wanting more and changes. And 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 maybe this episode was because I'm kind of grumpy today. And I really don't, I I don't care, like, (laughs) I don't, I don't care to have a filter when it comes to, uh, um, comfort today. I I don't. And, you know, if you choose to listen to us, that's awesome. If you're still here listening to this part, that means it was something interesting. Or people might like these more. You never know. Once in a while. But I wish you guys can sometimes be a fly on the wall when Freddie and I really get into conversations. And... We talk about everything, huh? Just everything, just everything and anything. Yeah, we're often we're always asking questions, rhetoric, rhetorical questions that, or even just real questions that we have no answers to, but we're always wondering. And I like that about about our friendship and relationship is that we love to ask. Yeah, ponder. Ponder. It's just it's just always pondering. Yeah. Sometimes it's dangerous. Sometimes we get into rabbit holes that I can't even explain. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll we'll say weird stuff and then we look at each other and we're like, How did we get here? <laughs> yeah, just kinda like right now. <laughs> How did we get so, here? You're probably sitting here at the end of the episode like, Well, what just happened? We we're just talking about illegal Mexicans. Yeah. We're just talking Ele- about the illegal fair. immigrants. Mexicans. Yeah. They're Mexican. Not all of them. They're, most of the ones I worked with are Mexican, and that's like our Most of area. them are pinto beans. There's a couple black beans up in there, you know, from Central America. And, and the yeah, thing is, just in case, you know, we, and we've been getting more and more listeners, and please, if you haven't already, leave a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Five stars appreciated. One on each platform gave a four star. Our perfect record is out the window, you know. I wish I know. we could ve- uh, veto that or appeal that, but it is what it is. Yeah, there and, is uh, someone that, yeah on both. So I, I uh, four stars. Which four stars is still cool? Yeah, they're kind of good. They're kind of good, you know. Yeah. But I think I said what I said today. I wanted to talk about that Mexican culture and stuff like that. And there's so much more. There's so much more. I have experiences with racism. I have experiences on both sides of that fence, if you will. And it's just this, it's, it it should be talked about more, you know? Yeah. It blows my mind that that they only started getting overtime like a few years ago, you know? It is what it is. But I talk about it because that's, that's just part of my experience in life. That's part of my perspective, possibly even my perspective truth part of my my journey that's something that that I went through or or not went through but that's part of my journey. Yeah. And it is what it is. So I will wish you all to have a good day, good rest of your week. Um happy yes, Monday if you listen week. to us on Monday. <laughs> oh yeah, a lot of people most well, yeah, about on, half of them listen the first day. The first day. I'd say about a third. Uh, oh yeah. 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 Yeah, cuz there's more now. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else that I want to say? Fair food is expensive. And I have that question. Is it really as good 
as we think it is? No. It or was... is it because we have it outside while we're enjoying lights and rides and stuff and laughter? The only reason why a corn dog's cool is you cause cause you can eat it while walking. I kid it. I had to wait till we just stood still. Freddie gobbled it up before we got to our destination. Yeah. But it was I thought it was good. It's not but I was really trying to think. I was eating it. I even closed my eyes like is this food that is in my mouth, is it really that delicious? Or does my brain tell me it's the most delicious because it's some sort of nostalgia thing? You know? That's another food for thought. <laughs> Literally. Literally. All right. Um, if, if, not, if nothing else, please reflect, dear listener, and ask yourself, am I am I my own biggest fan fan f-a-n um when's the last time you complimented yourself when's the last time you looked in the mirror and complimented yourself when's the last time you looked in the mirror and said i didn't like my hairline i didn't like this i didn't like that i didn't like this i didn't like that if you haven't say something nice about yourself yeah legit think about a skill that you do even if it's waking up on time or i i wash the hell out of my clothes and I don't think anybody washes them as good as me. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Be your own biggest fan. Yeah. And you, always remember that there are people out there that are picking melons while they're seven months pregnant. Yeah. Which, the whole point of that is to try to get me to wonder, you know, pity them or pity us. You know? Right. Is that even a threshold? Maybe I wish life was as simple as picking a melon. Mm. Clock in and clock out. And they all go to church. Yeah. Most of them pray and stuff. So I don't know. Just a little bit of reflection. Just something to think about. There's no end result. There wasn't an answer. I I do. And sometimes we need a reminder of how good we have it. Yeah. Instead of always complaining. We're always complaining about something. Nice little reminder yeah. of, you know what? There's people out there that wear clothes covering their entire body in the heat. To hide from the sun. To hide from the sun. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just something to think about. I'm not trying to land you on an end result. This is what you should think. Just reflect on it for today. Yeah. And then and then there you go. Just something to think about. See and what then happens. Maybe you can appreciate something about yourself or about your day or about your spouse, about your kids. You know, should be giving compliments every day. Yeah. To yourself too. All right. No, I mean, anything else? Nope. That's it. All right. Love y'all. Love y'all. <laughs> and have a good day. Because if it ain't good, then why have it? Bye. Bye.